0: Hello, podcast. It's Coleco here. And on today's talk, I'm going to give four very important steps that need to happen if you are a CEO, an owner, a president, or whatever you want to call yourself uh, of your organization. If you are the number one person you're the one leading the charge, okay, Uh, responsible for... Setting the direction, the tone of your organization. I'm going to give you four very basic steps on how to go about being an effective leader. Okay, Um, and you know, obviously, I I talk a lot towards folks that are in the esports and gaming space, but you know, if if you really sit down and take what I'm saying here, this is stuff that can be applied to really any business or any organization for that matter. Um, but like I said, today's talk, we're primarily talking to the CEOs the, or whoever it is, the, the, the person in charge of the organization, okay? And, you know, these these four basic steps are steps that... You know, I've pretty much uh, have lived by, and I religiously live by for that manner with T Five Gaming and uh, any of the other organizations that I have, and, and they really are very dear to me. But I know them to be effective because the people that I see that are running successful organizations uh, are doing these same four things, and they've done it very, very effectively, which has been a large part as to why their organizations have uh, existed for as long as they have why they've lasted, and why they're so effective. So, guys, pretty much the first step, okay, the first most important step for any leader when it comes to whether you're starting your organization or you're trying to get an organization on the right track is you have to have a vision, okay? All leaders, all CEOs, all people running an organization have to have a vision. They have to have a path, a direction in which... They want to take that that organization, that team, that company. Uh, it's very, very important, you know. If you don't have a vision, you don't, un, you know, you don't see, you know, where where this organization can be or where it should be. Then you are pretty much walking without a direction, and and you are not going to get anywhere um, without a vision. It's very, very important that you have a vision. Now, when when we come to saying about when we talk about having a vision, it's very important that you guys also understand that you know having a vision is is something that can you you literally can vividly portray the picture of okay you know a vision's a lot more than a than a uh, a forward statement or you know the vision like a lot of esports or uh startup owners that that I can tell don't really have a vision they're you know when i ask them their question you know as far as like what is your vision you know what do you want to see from this organization where is it going to go you know when you hear the typical response of oh well we're just going to be the best you know we're going to be the best we're going to win that's why we're here we're here to win that's not a vision <laughs> that's just just nothing but a, a, a you know a statement that you're making like that there's no plan there's no vivid picture behind it there's no path of getting from point a to point b and i think that ultimately guys When it comes to setting a vision, okay, and for a lot of you players, too, when you're looking for an organization to call home, you know, I very and I highly recommend that you, you request... What is the vision of this organization? Or you you have to have it somewhere. Rather, it's in an audio form, in a podcast from whoever the owner of that organization is. Or rather, they talk to you and tell it to you vividly. Um, you know, all visions should have a plan from to get from point A to point B. Okay, to where it can be vividly depicted. Okay, where you should be able to just literally see it in your mind as that as that leader's talking about it. And then it should give you the uh, the steps on how you're going to get there. You know, that's a very very important part of the vision. The vision is literally outlining the plan. It is outlining the plan of how you're going to achieve a certain outcome. Okay, and 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 you know what's the end impact? What's the end goal? Okay, and how that's going to be. It's also important in the vision to explain why you're taking the path that you're taking. You know, vision itself, guys, and, and leaders, it comes in different components. It's, it's Like I said, it's a lot more than just a, a three-word, four-word statement, okay? You need to be able to vividly detail out how you're going to start, where you're going to get to, and why you're doing it, okay? It's easy to talk about how you're going to do something, but one of the even the harder parts, and, and really the most important part, is why you're going to do it, Okay? And the reason it's most important, as the, the why is the most important, is because for a vision to have success, okay, and now we're going to go into step two. You know, in order for the vision to have success, in order for the vision to actually come to reality, you're going to have to be able to get people on board with why you're doing it, okay? You know, p- people don't, you know, in order, to, in order to get people to buy into your vision, essentially the second step, guys, is you have to sell your vision. You've got to be able to sell it. You've got to be able to convince and persuade other human beings that your vision is worth committing to, that your vision is worth, you know, um, you know working as hard as you can for and, and seeing it through and buying into it. You've got to sell it you got to be able to persuade people, but th- th- this is the right path. That's, that's, that's the, one of the most integral parts about being the CEO, the leader. You can have a vision all you want, but if you can't persuade people that it's worth following and it's worth buying into, then it means nothing. It absolutely means nothing. you got to be able to sell the vision. And the only way you're going to sell the vision is if you're able to v- explain why it is that you're doing it. And then tell the people listening to you why they should want to to buy into this. Why should they want to be a part of it? That's a very very integral part, guys. You know, vision. Has, you have to have vision first. Okay. Remember, vision is a lot more than a four word statement. Vision is is basically understanding, helping your whoever it is that your under your organization, helping them understand. Okay, where you're at now, where are you going to end up? Okay, what direction are we going in? How are we going to go about going into that direction? Okay, and then you're going to tell them why you're going in the direction you're going, why you're taking the steps you're taking, why you have the vision you're having, and why you have the plan outlined the way you do. Okay, it's very, very important that you guys understand that. And if you can do those things effectively... Okay, you're going to already establish the first most important part about starting an organization or taking an organization that's been going down a bad path and turning it around, okay, by properly establishing a vision, a true vision, and then being able to sell everybody on why this is the right way to go, why this is the vision, why this vision should be something they should believe in, okay? Now going to step three, we're going to talk about maintaining power through perspective as a leader. This is one of the most meta, meta topics and explanations that I'm going to I'm going to elaborate on, um, and why this is literally like you know you you've already you got a vision, you've sold people on the vision, but in order to maintain your vision, in order to And then establish a culture, which is going to be the fourth step, you have to be able to maintain power. Now, it's important to understand when I talk about power, okay, and why it's so important in any organization, Power and I'm not coming across like I have no intentions of. I'm not speaking of power from a cynical perspective, like a like a bad way, you know, where it's you know, you oh yeah, well, I'm I'm the leader, I'm the owner, I'm you know, I can do whatever I want. That's not at all what I'm telling you guys here. But power and subconsciously within an organization, you know, you think most people logically think, you know, that as the owner, as the CEO, you're always holding the power. Okay which which theoretically you are okay however in emotionally you can lose the power okay so it's almost like what I'm about to elaborate on here guys and this is going to be a little bit harder for some to understand so I I'm, I'm going to try to do my best here to kind of break this down as simple as I can you can lose emotional power within your organization you may not lose theoretical power in terms of you're the owner of it, so you can still do what you want, but you can lose emotional power. And losing emotional power is the detriment and is the reason why I believe the 99% of most amateur esports organizations fail. It's because their leaders neglect their culture, and it's because they cannot maintain emotional power over the organization, over the people involved. Okay. Now let's get into like some specifics. I know you guys are listening to me say emotional power. Like, well, what do you really mean by this, Coleco? What do you mean, pharaoh? Well, so for example, you know, there's some some of you esports owners out there, okay. You know, you guys and 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 maintaining power, emotional power comes from your perspective. It comes from your perspective on how you view things okay how how you want to be portrayed some of you guys some of you owners what you care about most is looking good for your peers you care about looking cool in the in the competitive communities that you're in you care about being able to you know you know flex on twitter and and just you, you, what you care about most is how you are perceived you care about the judgment that's portrayed on you you care that people you know, you know you you overvalue your reputation to to the extent that you care about what everybody else thinks, okay You care about you know making sure everybody's talking big about you on Twitter that you're the biggest, baddest thing that's ever walked, okay that's how a lot that's how the majority of you owners out there are thinking. Okay, that's how that's how you operate. That's how you act, and and you're lying because I know the way you post on Twitter, the way you go about running your your organizations. For some of you that I've that I followed, okay, and I and I watch. It's 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 why you're doing what you're doing, okay, and let me tell you why that's not a good thing. All right, the reason it's not a good thing is because when you're trying to to always look the biggest, the baddest, the best. You always want to to have that perception, you know, you only bring on players to your organization that precede your reputation, which is which you know, it's, I'm not saying no one's ever had success doing that. It's just fine. But I'm going to tell you the the vulnerability you have when it comes to those things is that you when you start caring more about the way you're perceived and the way that people are judging you, okay? All of your your executive decisions as an owner are going to be predicated and prioritize your image, your self-image first instead of the, what's in the best interest of the organization. You're basically going to you're going to you're going to do you're going to make decisions based on what makes you look good first. And if and if it doesn't make you look good first, you're not going to do it. And I'm going to tell you one thing. The majority of the time when you're making decisions for your organization, cuz that's what you have to do as a leader, you have to make tough decisions. That's all that's what you are doing. It, the, leadership is decisions. Decisions, decisions, decisions. And when you're not putting the be, the making the best decisions for the organization and putting that first and prioritizing that, Instead, you're making decisions predicated on yourself and what's the, in the best interest of you. All right. What ends up happening is you lose emotional power over the organization. Okay. You lose power over it because the players, the players sub, subconsciously, what ends up happening is the players start to realize what you value the most as a leader. Okay The people in your organization they may not realize it at first. it may take them a little while. Some will learn some will realize this faster than others, but they start to realize what you value the most. okay and when you as the leader stop valuing the organization as the most important thing and instead you value yourself and your self-image and how you look, well, you know what they're going to do? They're going to stop valuing the organization first, and they're going to start valuing their own self-image first, okay? They're going to, start, they're going to literally follow the same actions. You're, you're literally training them to think the way that you're thinking, which is detrimental. If they're not putting the organizations, uh, they're not putting that first, and they're more focused on their self-image, which a lot of players are already like that. And that's a whole other issue to deal with on how you filter those people out and determine who those people are. Because i am telling you right now, they're not going to do a damn bit of good for your org. But you're literally training them how to think. You're training them. the. Co- you are literally establishing the culture. And that's the, step, that's the fourth step. And if you don't establish the culture the right way, you're ultimately dooming your org. It's literally a ticking time bomb. I've watched it for eight years since I've been running TE5 across the battlefield community and in COD and, and multiple other titles we've been involved in. I have watched this over and over and over. A leader care, that cares more about their self-image, okay, how they're perceived, they, they, they value that more than, putting, than than doing what's right for the org. Okay? And because of that, they literally they subherently train all their players to think the same way and then what ends up happening is these orgs end up imploding because the egos are allowed to the, the you know think of ego ego is like a cancer guys it's literally a cancer in your organization and if you let that shit breathe if you give it time to to multiply it will it will it will literally overtake your entire org. It will enrage it. And eventually what ends up happening is, you know, when you get too much cancer, you die, right? It's the same thing with ego. When you, when, when you allow ego to exist for too long, it will spread like wildfire. And eventually once it spreads, something's going to bust. It's going to break. It's going to die. The org's going to die. It will Now, some some orgs can maintain this ego-fied culture for a a long period of time, you know, a lot longer than others, okay? And that's just the nature of the beast. It's just like if you want to put, you know, not all people die the same rate with cancer. Some people can live with cancer for years and years and years, but other people die within weeks, you know? So it varies from that perspective. But, But ultimately, what I'm trying to get, the point I'm getting across to you is it ends up... Going to the same end result. Ultimately, the org dies. And it dies because the owner, the leader, the person responsible for setting the culture, didn't set the culture properly. They valued themselves, they valued their self-image, they valued their own desires, their own agenda, over what's best for the org. And and, and, And that's so important, guys, because you're going to make important decisions... And if you're not making the right decisions for the org and you start making decisions for yourself, this is, this is your end result. This is your outcome, okay? And the unfortunate part is there's very few leaders of orgs out there. Even though there's a lot of orgs, guys. I'm not saying there's not. There's plenty of orgs. But there's a there's very few orgs if we want if we want talk about the totality of the ones that actually exist and make it through that actually have leadership and and they're run from the perspective where the leader understands the value of making decisions that's best for the org first before themselves okay so I hope that. These four steps, guys, very, very important. This is in order to be an effective leader, to, to have an effective org, you got to be able to do the four things. You got to be able to have a vision, okay? Have a plan, detail the plan, okay? How you're going to go from point A to, to point B, okay? Then talk about why you're going down that route. Why? And then why should your organization believe in it, okay? Then you gotta sell, you know, that's that's part of selling the vision, okay? Then you gotta be able to maintain power through your perspective. You have to have the right perspective as a as a leader, okay? You have to have the perspective, if you're gonna be an effective leader, you have to, there's a balance to it, there's a dichotomy to it. You have to care what people think, but then you can't, but then you have to not care at the same time. It's, it's almost like a like a 50-50 thing. Because if you care too much about what people think, then what's going to happen is you're going to make interest that are going to, they're going to prioritize decisions based on your self-interest first. And that's what most of you are like. And unless you change that, and for anybody out here that's listening that, you know, and you're wanting to start an org, I'm trying to help you right now. You can't go into it like that because the moment you start making decisions that are in more in your self-images interest first before your org, you're going to doom it. You are going to doom it. Because you're going to allow ego to survive in your org, you're going to allow it to breathe, you're going to allow it to grow, and ultimately it's going to kill your org. Okay? And then lastly, you have to be able to establish the culture. Okay? Culture, you know, vision is important because it's like your constitution, it's like your governmental constitution. Okay? But your culture is the way you run it. And that's why the perspective part, step three, is so important because setting the culture is about making the decisions. The decisions you make as a leader is your culture. I think a lot of folks, and even, even more in, in upper in business, they want to they wanna act like culture is this very complicated process and there's like a big formula to it. It's not. Culture is simply the, the uh, compilation of the decisions you make, okay? For example, if you allow somebody in your organization to have massive ego, to cause drama in, uh, you know, in different departments, areas of your org and your open channels of communication, you know, or disrespect you, you know, for, you know, for no reason, whatever. If you allow that stuff to exist as a leader, you're setting the culture and the culture is you're telling everybody in that org that that shit's okay. Okay. Like literally, I've been a, I've seen like uh, esports, especially with competitive leagues and shit, where literally they will just let players just, you know, not only bash the org or the leader, but they'll let players bash each other. And, like, go into, like, severe shit-talking modes. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking, like, degrading-type talks, not just your typical trash talk for competitive. I'm saying, like, they're racism and sexist. Like, you're going to the, like, to the extreme. And these, and these leaders are letting it happen. They're just letting it slide. You know what you're doing when you do that? You're setting the culture. You're telling that everybody, that's okay. We don't care about that. We don't care about that because we're more worried about our self-image and how we look more so than we're worried about the health of this organization, okay? You know, when you let players, you know, if you're trying to establish a culture where you want everybody to be active, you want everybody to participate, but yet you're going to, you know, let people still stay in your organization that, you know, aren't doing anything have been completely inactive and have, have pretty much been missing an action for, for a month, and you don't get them removed, you're telling your org, you're telling all the people involved that that's okay, that that's not important to you. That is culture, guys. It's that simple. Culture is literally the decisions you make. And the thing is, if you're going to maintain a culture, you have to stay consistent with your decisions. Okay? You can't can't be flip-flopping. You can't, you know, take a situation where, you know you've got you know a whole bunch of players starting a massive fire in your org and you know you cut all of them and, and you know that's that's the that's the culture you're setting you're saying hey if anybody's going to do this you're gone Okay, that's that's one, but then like, you know, two months later, you've got the same issue going on, but you know, maybe two of them are your closest buds, and you're too afraid to like kick them, and you know, because you don't want them to hate you, you know, because once again, you're caring more about your self-image, so you kind of let them alone. Now, everybody else is saying, well, why the hell did you cut these guys for doing the same, you know, for starting up and causing all this drama and stuff, but now, you're going to let these other guys slide away with it. That's how you lose, that's how you lose respect as a leader. That's how, you, that's how you end up losing emotional power. You lose emotional power because the, remain, you know, the rest of your org, the people involved, they stop believing in you. You can't sell them no more. You've lost credibility with them. And the moment you lose credibility with them, it's over. They're, they're not following you no more. It's over. This is the detriment to almost every amateur esport org. It's, it's, and it's all because the one person at the top, okay, the one person at the top does not have the right perspective. Like literally, the one person at the top, their brain can make or break an entire organization. That's it. It can make or break it. And I've watched it happen, over and over and over, and it's unfortunate. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to produce content like this to help some of you folks. You know, how if it, if it helps one org you know change its direction or somebody that starts it up, it help, helps them come with a with a, uh, a a correct perspective, then that's awesome. You know, because the the, the competitive community, the esports community needs more. It needs more established orgs. It needs more orgs that are ran correctly, that are led correctly. You know, not based off of self interest and you know how you're perceived and all you know all that shit. Because that's literally it. that's the majority of games. So you know, owners, I hope you take this and I hope that this is a value to you. And then my last thing to you, players. You know, listen, you players get lied to enough already. Okay, you get told. You get told so much, so much BS at the amateur scene, it's unreal, okay? Especially when it comes to things like fully promised funding and all this crap, you know, for lands and everything, okay? You get lied to enough. What you don't get is enough of the truth, okay? You don't get enough of the truth. Some of you guys don't like the truth, which that's, I can't help you there, that's on you. You know, you listen, if you listen to me or you're a part of T5, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm not going to sell you I'm I'm not here to to make you feel good. I'm not here to make you feel like you're a pro. You're not cuz you're an amateur. You're an amateur player. Okay? You got to earn shit. Shit's not just given to you. You watch the pros all the time, especially you younger kids, you know, you if you're below 16, I've I've probably seen more entitlement between the, the the current esports player base that's under the age of sixteen that I've never that I've ever seen before, and it's really got me worried for you young kids, because you just think you just think when you walk into the esports space that like everything's just supposed to be the way that it is in the pros, like literally I've never seen it so bad before, yeah, especially in Call of Duty, just because I've dealt with a lot of you over the last few months, okay. And I've, I mean, it's not even now. I've dealt with young kids ever since I started this organization eight years ago. Obviously, you know, in COD, it's 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 a lot different than when it was in Battlefield and all the other titles we were in. But 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 it's 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 unreal. And you guys are you're going to have to change perspectives. You're going to have to you're going to have to listen to somebody that can help you change your perspective and help you realize because at some point you're going to have this coming to coming to uh, to the realization that you know the way you you want things to be or the way you think they should be or are, are just not that's not the reality of it the reality of it is you got to you got to be willing to invest in yourself you got to be willing to put in a shit ton of work a lot of work to build your brand you know to be to be the best player you can be to get a part of an organization that can be the platform to actually help you get to where you want to be it takes work it takes sacrifice that's another thing a lot of these young guys don't get is the sacrifice portion. They think you get all the benefits with no sacrifice. That's just not how it works in the real world, young fellas and ladies, which I've mainly dealt with fellas. But it, it takes sacrifice, guys. So you got to ask yourself, what are, you, what are you looking to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice to be a part of an organization? And the last thing I'm going to tell you, players, when you join an organization – you're the, you're, the vision of that organization should be clearly depicted to you upon the entry of, of becoming, coming into that org. And owners, for you guys recruiting a lot of players or whatever you're doing, however you're setting up your org, you need, that, that vision needs to be portrayed to the people coming into your org immediately. You don't want to let that, you know, you don't want to let people just kind of, you know, wonder about, you know, what this org is about, what their vision is, and then like you never accurately depict it. Everybody needs to have that like directly before they join. So when, you know, for example, this is a piece of advice I can give you org owners, okay? So for TE5, all right, what we do is we have a recruiting audio. I have an audio that I pre-recorded, okay? It's literally in the in this podcast, you can call it the TE5 New Recruiting 2.0. We've had a couple of them in the past because I changed them as our, as our services and, and our, you know, what we're doing changes. But nonetheless, in that audio, it basically outlines our vision and what we're about, what we're doing. Okay, talks about why we do things. Every single person that's interested in joining TE5 has to listen to that audio. Okay. And then after they listen to that audio, then they come to me and we do it we do a phone interview cuz I make sure they understand it completely. And, they, and I ask them questions. I ask them, "Hey, you know, you know, how do you feel about this? Do you have, you know, do you have any specific questions about this, this or this?" You know? And then I answer them. And I make sure they clearly understand what we're doing, how we work and why we're doing it. And as long and, and once they understand that stuff, and they they oblige to it. They can comply with it. Then good, they're in. I highly recommend you guys, you leaders, get you know do a voice recording, and literally record your vision. Okay, shouldn't it doesn't need to be an hour long video. Ours is a, or uh, audio. Ours is just a sixteen minute uh, audio. Okay, for everybody to listen. Keep it short. Keep it concise. But make sure you clearly depict the vision. You know how what your goal is, how you're going to go about doing that, and why you're doing that. Just depict that, so everybody has a clear understanding upon joining. Okay, and that's that vision should help you weed out folks that aren't fit for your vision, that aren't fit for your organization. That's what ours does. You know, because we have we got a lot of people that you know obviously are are down for what we're doing, but then we also have people that say, "Hey, this just isn't for me." That's great. You know, and that's awesome because it's helping us be more efficient because we didn't have to waste our time with that player coming into our organization when it wasn't going to work out anyways you know so that's something I recommend you do guys put your vision in audio so it's there and also put it if you're using discord which guys if you're not using discord then you're you're really behind the eight ball as an esports org but literally in your discord channel have a channel that says our vision you have it as a resource literally anybody that you know that's in your discord can just click on it and then they can listen to it they can listen to it. you'd be surprised how many people need a refreshment to hear what that vision where this org's going have a clickable link so anybody at any time can go and listen to you and explain you know what the what the vision of this org is and where it's going it's very important guys Okay. So anyways, I hope this helps you guys. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to share this with a friend. If you're listening on Apple podcast, make sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you had not subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you do so. I'll catch you on the next one.